Tony, don't tell me down, you piece of shit. Shut your mouth. Look at me, Tony. Look at me. I want you to fire me. You fucking mark. Fire me. Fire me. Recording. All right, <laughs> and welcome to the Wrestling Wrap-Up presented by the Anything But Credible Network, What's Your Bliss Podcast, and the Offended Podcast. It's your boys, Tricky and Thomas. Thomas, how you feeling? I am feeling pumped after a great week of AEW. I mean, it was incredible. Um, before we get this going, gentlemen's virtual handshake fuck the abs um fair yeah i mean just i i called it blues i mean they got my hopes up once again seen this movie too many times but i didn't realize this is the first time in 10 years that the Colorado avalanche have won have gotten past the second round i didn't realize that yeah uh it's it's been a brutal stretch yes (laughs) i was i was watching this um uh, like graphic that, that was coming up and it said something so it started at like 2008 or something like that because I think it was mm-hmm. like, like whatever 14 years but uh, it was like playoff series wins and it's like the abs are like right up there with two like starting in 2008 and that's all they get and it just right. never and then they fall off they fall off the map entirely <laughs> oh oh no <laughs> well a little yeah. fun fact for you it's, uh last time the Colorado Avalanche I know. I guess that was the Western Conference Finals. I was going to say, last time the Colorado Avalanche beat the Blues in the second round, but it was the Conference Finals when they won the Stanley Cup that year. Yeah. I only know because I've been haunted by that as a little kid because... So, my family is... I'm very superstitious when it comes to hockey. My family is superstitious also, which I I guess that's where I get it from, or it's just a hockey thing. Um, We would go to the same... I remember I was probably 10 when they when the abs won the stanley cup last and we would go do like we'd go to the same restaurant do all these things and i remember the blues were undefeated in overtime that year and i remember being at the game and i remember saying i remember saying oh the blues haven't lost in overtime yet and i just remember my uncle's friend go why the fuck did you say that <laughs> and it has scarred me for life and i think that's yeah. the reason why i'm totally superstitious fair. now yeah that was the genesis of mcgillicuddy so- Totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, a, a McGillicuddy sighting this week as well. I don't know if yeah, you saw that. I yeah. did. He was uh, one of the uh, agents, I guess, that ran out to break up a fight. Yeah. And Arya Davari was out there too. Yeah, I, I did not notice Arya Davari at first. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed Sean because he's he sticks out. But right. uh, and I saw I saw Joe because I was like, oh my god, he's literally taller than everybody. Who's that? And I was like, oh, it's bringing Joe Hedick. Uh, <laughs> um yeah but i i didn't see aria but i, I but i went back and saw it uh saw it on twitter yeah yeah good good for it curtis axel judge joe henning god i want to i hate that i called him curtis axel it's like <laughs> the it. word i mean it's cool i get what they were doing 
Curtis Henning, Axel, and all that. His dad and his grandpa. Yeah. But it's just like, come on, you can do so much. You can better. only go so far, right? It, it, like sometimes those things hamper you. And I, mm-hmm. that was that was even though they gave him a great first night, like that, it, you can't go far with the name Curtis Axel. You just can't. Right. Um, last thing on the Avalanche. How do you how are you feeling after Game One? <laughs> game one was a damn heart attack like i knew it would be um and right now we're at the end of the first as we're recording this and it's zero zero so uh the goalies figured out how to play the first uh first uh period tonight but yeah yeah um so my western conference bracket uh is fucked i have calgary and the blues going on uh eastern conference is Mm -hmm. completely perfect still so if I want to win any of my brackets, I need the New York Rangers to reach the finals. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised by that, that you would pick the Rangers, but um, yeah, I, and especially, oh man, with the way they started the Carolina series, I was just like, Oh, oh I know. No, nope, like, never mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, I, I also had the Rangers and I uh, had Calgary uh, as mine. So, oh, well. Yeah. I, I was really hoping I was pulling for Kachuk, but in McDavid McKinnon, I mean, that's just a, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Game one just showed Beautiful. it. I mean, goals, Absolutely. goals, 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 goals. And I love that Gretzky's <laughs> like, kind of have to play defense if you want to make it to the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I just love the, the, the juxtaposition between the East and the West because the East is all goaltending right? and the West has none. <laughs> no, n- nothing at all. They had Jordan Bennington and then that, that went south really quickly. Yep. But anyway, this is a wrestling podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Double or nothing was this past weekend, and it was a great pay-per-view in my opinion. Uh, it wasn't my favorite AEW pay-per-view, but it was still a really good show. I mean, you had a lot of surprises. Athena showing up, uh, finally showing up. Um, I was really happy that they saved Miro for Dynamite. We'll get to that. Um, but I guess let's start off with, Hookhausen versus uh, Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. I mean, it was just what a pre-show match should be. I mean, not a whole lot, but it still got you pumped and excited for the pay-per-view. It showed you how loud that crowd was and that pop for Hook and and Dan House. I mean, it was. I like them. I like them as a team. I do too. Um, I was a little skeptical of of how it would work, not because of the performers, uh, because they're both fantastic, but just like how they would play it. And it's been perfect so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nice and Sterling were good foil. Sterling's a good foil for anybody. Man, I get a kick right. out of him. Um, but uh, yeah, and and Hook got to got to show off and and be Hook. And uh, yeah, I think they presented it perfectly. Yeah, I love that they had Dan Housen do the. Uh the underhook like lifting suplex like just yeah. like hook i mean like Danhausen is a really good wrestler i feel like he's yeah. like when he turns heel in the future it's he's gonna blow a lot of people's minds by how good of a wrestler he is like because he's a yep. really good wrestler he really um, is yeah and then you got hook is just hook i love the way that Danhausen is just like let me in he just <laughs> done the win <laughs> does the old wardlow pin mm-hmm that was great. And then we go on to double or nothing in the first match. So here's the thing. We talked about this last week with MJF and the contract situation and all the backstage shit. When this match was first, I just remember saying out loud, like, uh-oh, this mm-hmm. is real. <laughs> like now, now, now I'm fully convinced it's real. 
Yeah. And from what I have read is that MJF did not show up for the meet and greet the day before. Mm -hmm. And then he did not show up until literally almost like the start of the show and was not even in gorilla position by the time his music was going off that he was basically like rushing to get out there in everything. Um, which I'm glad he showed up, but Wardlow squashes him. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is real. He's getting squashed. Wardlow's mm-hmm. now a member of All Elite Wrestling, um, which we all knew was going to happen. Right. It's what happened on Wednesday night, though. Holy shit. Yeah. Let, let's, let's hear let, what do you What do you have to say about uh, MGO's promo from Wednesday night? Yeah, I mean, I think um, they had not really mentioned him after Sunday for like a good day. And then all of a sudden they promoted that he was going to be there and speaking. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, okay, you know, at that moment, I said they've worked something out because he's going to be on the show. So they've worked it out to a point that he's going to, you know, be professional, go out and say something, go on a leave of absence. I don't know, you know, like. Like, hey, I'm hurt from Wardlow, blah, 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 something like that. That's kind of what I was thinking while they get everything else worked out. Um, and then <laughs> he came out and he uh, gave the old, uh, uh, I, my name's Joe, not Roman Reigns speech and start. <laughs> and, um, you know, he, he obviously like everything he said was correct. Everything he said, he talked about people coming in and getting paid more than him. That's true. He yep. talked about being the, the the second leading ratings leader. That's true. And yeah, that he has earned his spot and he is a pillar and, and that he's, you know, should be there. And if he is not getting compensated like he should be, then fire me and release me, <laughs> release my paid, basically. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's... You know, he he killed it, man. Yeah, he Just did. Fucking killed it. Yeah, he did. When you text me, you text me, he's going Pillman. I was like, yes, he fucking is. Yes, you yeah. called it. You totally called it. You said that last week on the show. You said he's going to go either full-blown Pillman or like he's done. And yeah. he did. He went full-blown Pillman. And I'm all for this. Like, this yeah. is the most real like I was like, oh my god, he just had his pipe bomb moment. But then I, after you text me, he's going Pillman. I'm like, fuck, this is bigger than the pipe bomb. He is going full blown Pillman. And, yeah. um, I mean, just holy shit. I mean, you fucking Mark. I mean, what he said that I was like, holy shit, let's go. Like this is yeah. so great. This is so great. Yeah. This is exactly what AEW needs. AEW was. Must see television. They just became can't miss television now, in my opinion. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, they just hit a home run. Like you may have, you may have just launched MJF into superstardom in terms of like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like exactly what I was thinking. Yep. And, but it's now. Now my question is, uh, Tony Khan isn't the greatest at being in front of a camera or on a mic. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think you're going to see him on the show. I think you're actually probably like, does this launch him back? Does punk start sticking up for Tony Khan? Cause punk and Matt Jackson were the two that ran out on stage after MJF left the ring and like went through the crowd and everything. Right. So 
is this gonna is this the slow setup maybe for a I'm almost thinking like maybe it's they're gonna change it a little bit instead of doing exactly like what Stone Cold did in the back back in the day. Do you have MJF lead a group of wrestlers who are pissed at AEW yeah. and you start like a faction warfare, almost a new NWO, and you mix yeah. NWO and Stone Cold together, and this is what you're getting. It's like because that's never really been done before. Yeah. And if anyone could pull it off, um, it, you know, it's absolutely the combo of Tony Khan and MJF. Right. Like, yeah. Um, to your point, I think because of that, my initial thought was, oh, they're going to use the EVPs as mm-hmm. the authority here. Um, because I had the same thought as you, like Tony's not going to necessarily like carry the on-screen piece of this. But if you have your EVPs who are wrestlers, why, why wouldn't they be the authority right. there, right? But I agree, like, I, I, I love your idea of having an NWO-like faction. And I think mixing that with the Stone Cold, with the Pillman, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an odd combo a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think it's a perfect one. And I think you're, I think you're spot on. I, hope, I mean, that would be wild. I mean, we're, I, have a, I have a gut feeling that we are about to enter a boom period in professional wrestling. WWE, while it might not be as well, it might not be as good as it's been previous years. WWE is slowly, it's like not just baby steps, it's like tiny baby steps in the right direction a little bit. It's a little more, you can kind of sit through it a little easier now, just a little bit now that they ended the brand split, but it's still not great. I mean, I'm sure you saw the report from Raw this past week that had Liv Morgan Maker entrance. Oh my God. Yes. Within, what was it? 20 minutes worth? It was 20 minutes, 20 minutes of like recaps and replays and all this other shit. And the actual match itself was like three minutes or five minutes or something like that. If that, while having a commercial break, then promoting NXT. It was two, two commercial yeah. breaks. Oh my God. <laughs> because I mean, it was the commercial break as Rhea was coming in. And then it was the commercial break actually in the match. Like how long was Liv just standing in the ring doing nothing, just watching like the Titan Tron, like for 10 minutes, maybe? Yeah. And she came on once because her music came back on. So it was right. like, oh, we're gonna get into it. And then they cut back out. <laughs> so she then she's just standing there again for another five minutes. Oh my God. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It is. But then you have moments like Seth and uh Cody. Seth cuts a fucking great promo. Pulling kind of like an AEW-esque promo, blurring the lines of reality and stuff, and actually calling out Cody Rhodes for breaking the throne, and he's unable to break the throne, so he has to come back to do it, basically. And I thought that was great. It's like, why not use that? That's great. That's storytelling. That's what we want to see. And And then the rest of the the story, right? Like, so don't don't act like we don't, which is they mm-hmm. do, they do so often, mm-hmm. right? Like that nothing exists outside their universe. Right. So yeah. But yeah, when you let it happen, killer promo. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was great. And speaking of, <laughs> speaking of WWE universe, the AEW galaxy, when um, <laughs> cool hand and Angelo Parker said, appreciate us i was like oh shit <laughs> that killed me man that killed me uh, yeah. oh they're so good but back to mjf just for a second i mean 
do you push him forward? Do you strap the title on him at all out? I think, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, like I, I, you can't go any longer than full gear for sure. Right. But, but I, yeah, I think you do it all out. Why not? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would think so. I mean, I can't see punk being champion. I'd like summer punk summer ends on Labor Day, Labor Day weekend right. and all outs Labor Day weekend. Why not end it? Summer punk's over. Hell yeah. That's a perfect way to do it. Um, I love that. I love, and we get fucking CM Punk and Hiroshi Tanahashi at the Forbidden Door. Yeah. All beautiful. for that. That is beautiful. Yeah. Um, next at Double or Nothing, we had the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. This is actually. This is actually kind of like the match I expected out of it with how old the Hardy boys are and everything now. And so I was listening to talk as Jericho, Jeff Hardy and the Hardys were on it uh, like a week or two ago. They were talking about how Jeff actually injured his ankle against Bobby, the fish. That's his name from now on. Ever since um, yeah. <laughs> was it Brandon Cutler that started calling yeah. him? That, I think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has stuck with me ever since now. I can't not stop calling him that, but Jeff Hardy injured his ankle against his match against Bobby the Fish. And during that match against the Young Bucks, the part where he does, like, I don't even know what the move's called. He's They've done it forever where Matt's... He the, jumps oh, off the, Matt's the poetry in motion. Poetry in motion. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Why can I not think of that name? Uh, when he gets super kicked by Nick doing that, his mm-hmm. ankle clips the ropes. And after that, you see him, I mean, like, unbuttoning, like, his boot and, like, being, like... He was favoring that ankle for the rest of the match. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I thought kind of, you could tell he was, they were calling audibles because I think Nick pulled Rick Knox down and was like, he's fucking hurt. Like we have to take care of him. And you could tell it kind of changed the pace of the match, but I still enjoyed it. Um, the crowd apparently enjoyed it a lot as they were chanting. This is awesome. Almost throughout the entire time. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I loved the thing that I loved is right when the Hardys won, Jeff went through the crowd just like how he did in WWE. Just like a, yep. you know, that was a fuck you to WWE. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I loved that moment. And um, yeah, you're definitely right. I think it was about the match I expected with, you know, obviously a little sluggish when Jeff was like trying to put it together at the end, but, right. but whatever, like nothing, nothing glaring. I don't think, but I, yeah, I think, if you went in expecting other than us both expecting the young bucks to win. Uh, but if you went in expecting the match that you saw, then I think it was, it was, it was a good match. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say it was great, but it was a good match. And it was the match that you can expect from the Hardys right now, which is, which is fine. Yeah. Um, though I do think because of that weekly is not the way to showcase them. It's no. just like, give them, give them a talking bit, give them, you know, uh, give them a stable again. But yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I could tell Matt was hurting, uh, you know, yeah, last night. so, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, let's, let's take care of our old timers. Yeah, no doubt. And man, if they do like a stable, it's like Darby or something. That'd be great. Just, yeah. But, I mean, what do you do with, do you have sting go with them or do you have sting kind of like fade on out now? I mean, there's only so much you can do with sting in my opinion. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I I would put Sting in the House of Black. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I'm with that. 
I like know? that. You know, it's crazy. Jericho said on his podcast last week that he's never been in the ring with Sting once. That blew my mind. Huh. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, now that you say that, I th- they were definitely at weird times with, because mm-hmm. kind of thinking when Jericho started and he was like super babyface, Lionheart, like we still had Surfer Sting. And right. so, yeah, you're not going to put them, I mean, maybe in a random tag match, but other than that, they're not going to be in the ring together. Um, and then obviously like Sting with Crow, which was very focused on the NWO. Yeah, that's, that's, wow, that's crazy. It isn't, it's blew my mind that not even in AEW, not even for like a little run in or like anything, he's never yeah. been in the ring with Sting. That blew that's my mind. Out of control. Well, I'm sure yeah. they'll rectify that, but that's wild. That is wild. Uh, next at Double or Nothing, we had Jay Cargill defending the TBS championship against Anna Jay. So it's a good match. This actually yeah. was a really good match. Uh, it surprised me. Is Anna Jay slowly going back to her old gimmick? It seems that way. Yeah. yeah. Especially after Wednesday, I felt like the way she came out. And then, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, to be honest, you don't really, I love the Dark Order, but you don't really need Anna in the group anymore. I mean, yeah. kind of let them do their own thing. Um, but I really liked, I thought the match was good. And I, at Double or Nothing and Dynamite, I thought the baddie section, I think that's what they're calling it, or the, her baddies, it finally felt right at Double yeah. or Nothing and Dynamite. It's like, okay, they're hitting their stride. It makes sense. We're moving forward with it now. And then you had, uh, I want to call him Malcolm Bivens, but I know that's not his name in, <laughs> a, in a, AEW. Uh, Stokely. Stokely, yes. Thank you. Um, when he came out, I'm like, this is fucking perfect. And if... I'm not wrong. It seems like uh, Jay Cargill handpicked everybody to be in her group, mm-hmm. which I love. And I wonder if that's how they got Kira Hogan back in AEW because Jay Cargill's like, I want her in my group. Yeah, I think that's that. Yeah, that's a really excellent point. And um, yeah, got to handpick them. They've really developed, like you said, just kind of over the last few weeks. Like I feel mm-hmm. like they really are hitting like Wednesday, especially I almost said Monday Wednesday, especially <laughs> um, was uh, was like very clear. Like they were mm-hmm. like, okay, they're, they are feeling it. They feel confident and they're, they're, they're really hitting it now. Um, yeah. I, I love Stoke with them. I don't know if you need both Stokely and Sterling. So I would say just go with Stokely moving forward and just like yeah. quietly let Mark go on to which, his other thing with Wardlow which kind of seems like it happened a little bit yeah if he's gonna keep managing yeah. like Tony Nese too and everything I guess you right. could throw Wardlow into a quick feud with Tony Nese for for that short period of time I mean I don't yeah I like Tony Nese but I don't there's something like he's missing something he's missing mm-hmm. something to his gimmick or his character that is it's just not there yet I don't know what it is it's kind of the same feeling I had with him in WWE. It's like there's still something missing, but he's good. But there's just something not there. I don't know what it is. I don't even mean this the way I think Vince McMahon would mean it or the way <laughs> uh, I think it's going to come off. But like, it's because he's Lord Farquaad. Like, <laughs> he's short circuit. Yeah, yeah. Like, but he's he's like he's like that weird condensed. You know what I mean? Like, and like it it looks 
mostly normal, but then you're right? like, there's something weird about this. And I really <laughs> think that's what it is. Like, I never think that height is an impediment, like in, in and of itself, but for some weird reason, I'm like, if you had two inches on you, you would be a world champion. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what just, did the abs just score? I just looked at, yeah, they did two, nothing. Yeah. God damn it. Get it. What Oilers? What the win? Only because I picked the Blues to win. All right, but anyway, moving on. Uh, moving on, we got House of Black versus Death Triangle. And finally, 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 Julia Hart finally joins the House of Black. It's only been four months, like, and she finally joins the House of Black. Yeah, and finally moved forward with the story. Um. This match was great. AEW, this is what AEW excels at. They excel at tag team matches, number one, but they really excel at like trios or more yeah. in a match. They just do, they just hit home runs in those matches every single time. And this was another, in my opinion, this was another case of that. No, you're absolutely right. It's like, it reminds me with, with, a, with obvious differences in style. It reminds me of, when New Day, Shield, and Wyatt family were like at their peaks, and you were just getting banger mm-hmm. after banger from them, but it's but it's not just three teams. Every team that they throw in these trios matches just fucking kills it. Like yep. they they figure it out. Um, it could be random folks that they throw together, and it seems like it works out really well. Yeah, definitely. And it kind of seems like, at least to me, when. You're going over a match beforehand, and I think it's what AEW excels at. If you always notice, there's always the two wrestlers from each side. It's like you pair with this person, you pair with this person, you pair with this person. When they're done doing that move, you come in then. It's like they're always doing moves to the same person. Like at least that one wrestler is anyways hitting their big moves, and it's a specific one person, it seems like, in that match. And I think that's where AEW is really hitting their stride on these trios matches and stuff like that yeah because they're just they figured out a way to really make it work and it's almost you can contribute that to pwg because pwg was great at that too so you bring in the young bucks and their knowledge and all that and i think that's where it it really hits off but when malachi was doing the the blackouts to like like right in a row to everybody i was like god damn just push malachi to the moon him and miro push them to the moon yeah no, you're you're 100 right, and I this was I think this was my favorite match of the night. Um, I will say like Anarchy in the Arena to me is not a match, so uh, right. Uh, <laughs> so we'll talk about that when we get to it. But um, this was probably my favorite match of the night. Like I just I loved everything about it. It's the one match that made my wife perk up, like uh, <laughs> because like and I think that's part of the, the way like I was reacting to it. But it, I mean, I was just in awe of it. They they find ways in these trios matches, like you're talking about. They 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 have a formula, but they mm-hmm. make them feel fresh every single yep. time. And mm-hmm. th- this was no different. Uh, just what a what a freaking pleasure. And and pack getting his little run and i was like oh my god i i'm gonna win uh, that's, that's what I said. uh because i i really doubted my pick there but uh and then julia showing up and ruining it all of course yeah i mean fuck fuck jim style i'm just gonna throw it out there now he got lucky <sighs> he's lucky to walk out as champion after i tied him yeah, and the tie if, breaker 
Hmm. Oh, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get to the part. We'll get to the match that really fucks me. Oh, yeah. I'm not happy. But anyway, let's move on to the Owen Hart finals for the both men's and women's. And this is where I also feel stupid too. And when Adam Cole won, I was like, oh, God damn it. Britt Baker's yeah. totally going to win. When you and I were texting about that. It was like, oh, that makes total sense. Why did yeah. neither of us think about that? Right. Yeah. And they both came out in Owen Hart colors. Um, Which I'm like, you, everybody has to be at Owen Hart. If you're going to have, like, you can't just have the winners right? in Owen Hart colors. Like, you, like, mix, like, you got to have everybody. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Give us a chance. Adam Cole, Smelly Joe. That was good. Is exactly what I expected out of the match. Um, Britt Baker, Ruby Soho, I thought was 10 times better. And Rancid was fucking awesome. That was the best. That was the best band to ever play out a wrestler, in my opinion. Maybe besides Motorhead. Like, yep. They were amazing. They were so into it, man. They, you could tell, like, they, they brought their A game. They were like, Mm -hmm. we're doing this. We want to do this. Um, Yeah, man. And, I saw that and I said, perfect. Ruby's winning. <laughs> um, oh, not me. I saw them perform like, oh, Ruby's losing. <laughs> like every time they have a band, every time a band plays out somebody, they always lose. But even yeah. though you had Rich Ward from Fozzie doing Britt Baker. Well, which... that's why I was like, okay, but we got the bigger one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> fucking Rich Ward doesn't get enough credit for how good of a uh, guitar player he is, man. Rich Ward is a fucking legend. Like he really yeah. is. Yeah, Jericho got absolutely. lucky with him. But I mean, both of them um, went in the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Uh, that was great. And I love that they actually kind of broke character at the end to like respect Owen Hart and respect Martha Hart, which I texted you. I'm like, this is surreal. Like seeing Martha Hart in the on a wrestling stage. It was yeah. crazy. It was, it was super wild. And I, you know, I did listen to... Um, her interview right after they announced the partnership, the one she did with Jericho. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even, even then I was like, Oh, this is that in and of itself was weird. Uh, like they talked about Owen, but they, you know, actually talking about like being a part of any type of anything to do with wrestling. Right. I was like, <laughs> that already was weird, but yeah, I mean, surreal is like you said, that the only way to describe it. Right. And then we're going to get Owen Hart in a video game too. Like that's, this is wild. Like, good for AEW. Like, to me, that's just you made it as a company right there. If you got oh the rights to Owen Hart to make action figures and fucking yeah, just his likeness in a video game. I mean, that's insane. That's absolutely yeah. insane. I, I um, wish that Martha and Brett were on good terms because I I would have loved to have seen him there too. Right. As much as I love Brett, it seems like he's on bad terms with everybody. <laughs> Unless your names are FTR and CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's true. Uh, <laughs> Hitman for a reason, right? <laughs> um, which a uh, little fun fact. I don't know if I said this last week or not. I can't remember, but I'm on be a pro mode in NHL 22, and I didn't realize you can start off in the Calgary Hitmen, which I did. Ah, uh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I, for, I always forget that's a real team. Yeah, I want. I need one of those jerseys. Those jerseys are sweet. They are. They're awesome. On to the next match. Hmm. I'm pissed about this because I would have won. 
Yeah. I would be sitting here with the title draped over my shoulder yep. as your new predictions champion, finally ending the shitty ass year long reign of Jim Stout. Instead, I'm not. And that's because the six mixed person tag match, they said on Rampage that if Scorpio Sky or American Top Team wins, they can never challenge for the TNT championship ever again. They never said only if Scorpio is the champion. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. You, your gripe is fair. It's 1000% fair. I'm mad. I felt the same <laughs> way because I also made that pick. Uh, like every other pick that I made was wrong. Um, I think I got four, right? <laughs> it was a brutal <laughs> yeah, showing. It was me. a great showing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I fucking loved Sammy and Ty in this match. Yeah, they me too. were awesome. They played everything to perfection. And, and Kazarian's like slow burn into like, I'm going to fuck you up was amazing. And yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed the story. They told this match. They did. They did a great job. Um, Paige Van Sant looks great. Yeah. Agreed. She really good. Um, American top team, man. They're just, they're really hitting a stride. Like yeah. men of the year are really hitting a stride now. And I love that Frankie Kazarian was kind of like, nah, fuck you, Sammy. I don't care. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he like re- remembered that he was like, oh shit, I need to win. Like I got to wrestle for the title <laughs> yeah, again. Because I need the title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. Uh, Tay, uh, Ty Conti taking super kicks. She can bump like a champ. Yeah, man. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's really grown as a wrestler uh mm-hmm. it's it, that's been a really fun thing to see in aew and um and as a character too um but i i think she had a strong character before but this one's obviously like just she's clearly having a lot of fun oh yeah <laughs> um which i think was great for sure um but it was a good match it got got them over and i will say this again that lakers tnt championship was beautiful it's so cool it makes me want to go oh just just keep that dude for real for real i actually thought that i'm like keep it keep the colors that because that's a sweet title really nice yeah um next was a match that surprised the shit out of me for how good it was you know after the match was over i felt dumb for being surprised was kyle o'reilly and darby allen yeah um just a random thrown together match. I mean, I guess it wasn't random. I guess there was a little story being told with them taking out Sting and everything. And right. I did hear a rumor that this was supposed to be Red Dragon versus Darby and Sting, which was going to hand Sting and Darby their first tag team loss in AEW. But Sting, I think, is actually for real hurt or like it's not a major injury. It's like super minor, but with his age, yeah, yeah, but he's yeah, got to be careful with him. Yeah. Um. How about that knee from Kyle O'Reilly in this match? Jesus. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of the notes that I took while I was watching. I was like, holy shit. I, oh my God. I, like, I just, I'm trying to think the last time we saw something that wicked. <laughs> you know? One that comes to mind. And that's CM Punk's knee to John Cena at the Money in the Bank match. Oh, yeah. Where he like yeah. botched it the first time. So he redid it and just connected. I mean, just, square. 
Yep. And I don't know how he didn't break his nose or like anything. And Cena was just yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, then there's the Rollins knee that oh. did break Cena's nose also. But that one didn't even look like... as vicious like fr- like when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, like Punk's was like quick, so it looked brutal. Um, but yeah, that didn't, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just looked gross when he hit him. It's like, oh, Darby's knocked out. Like Darby's for sure knocked out. And then there's Darby just getting right back up. As Darby said to Jeff Hardy, it's what Jeff Hardy said on Talk is Jericho about the, their ladder, or not their ladder match, but their match against each other. Mm-hmm. Jeff was like, I'm going to be hurting tomorrow. And he's like, sure, she's like, I was fucking hurting after that match against Darby. It's like, I get a text from Darby the next day. It said, hey, how you doing? And Jeff's like, I'm hurting. How are you? He goes, I feel great, man. I'm just living. I loved every second of me. I feel so great. And Jeff's like, oh, it's to be fucking young again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Just felt that youth slip away right there. Right? I I think you, you said you were surprised by this match. I think it's right up there with one of my favorite Darby matches. Like, I, I don't know, man. It was a, it was brutal. It was quick, but mm-hmm. it was, but it didn't feel like it was, it didn't feel like it was a squash or anything like no. that, but it was like, man, they just went out, like went all out with each other. And I, yeah. I, yeah, I think it is like top three Darby match for me. Oh, it was great. It was a great match. Just them literally just beating the shit out of each other. And I, I feel like you get that every time in a Darby and a Kyle O'Reilly match. I mean, it's just, top notch next match uh surprisingly i was the only person to pick thunder rosa to retain the title which almost won me the predictions yeah. um but thunder rosa retaining the championship against serena deeb in a great match great technical match and then uh on dynamite it was kind of reported that she wasn't feeling well but now she's come out to kind of say like she's upset with her time like on the air and stuff and it's just kind of like interesting man it is it's super interesting to me because i feel like the women's division is really starting to heat up and really starting to take off a little bit and it's kind of like i get where thunder rose is coming from i feel like it's just really bad timing to come out and say something like that in my opinion yeah it's really interesting because thunder rosa and uh, other than Jade probably has the most TV time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and they literally on every week, those right. two. So that, that does feel a bit odd to me. Like if it was, I don't know, Ruby saying that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or stat I, I think that that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that, that, that that's weird. I hope that I I'm hoping it's the, that she was sick, but it sounds like that may not be the case. Unfortunately. Right. It's just strange to me. It's like, oh, I just feel like you're not going to be champion much longer now. It's like you're kind of right. put yourself in a hole, and it's like you've been on Dynamite every single week cutting promos. Every week. Whether, like letting the other women get like a spot in a wrestling match and like actually put themselves over while yeah. you're the champ. We know how good you are. You don't need to wrestle every week. You're the champ. Like, right. That's just my opinion. But, but, totally. that, but that almost makes me like her more. In a weird way, it makes me like her more because it's like she sure. just wants to wrestle she loves this shit yeah. like sure but yeah i mean it was a good match and serena d man why not put the fucking strap on her she's fucking great dude she's uh, yeah man i i it's just another one of those cases where it's like man they really never let her shine in 
in uh, WWE. And she's shined so much in both Impact and in AEW. It's like, it, it's crazy. Right. It is. And it's, it's crazy to me. That was the first time that she's ever beaten Serena Deeb. Yeah. We had kind of really? talked about that um, mm-hmm. uh, on last week's pod, but yeah. Uh, let's see. She wasn't, yeah, she wasn't on Dynamite. So let's go to the Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston and Santana Ortiz and an anarchy in the arena match. And my God, when Justin Roberts said shit's about to hit the fan, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we are in for it. And yeah. sure as shit, we were. Pulling a new Jack. And they Jericho even said that in the uh, post-press uh, conference. That that was a total nod to New Jack because New Jack yeah. used to always have his music play during his matches, and the amount of like wrestling journalists that were like being like, "Make this shit stop! Turn off the music!" It's like, shut the fuck up! This is fun. Yeah. This is great. This is unique. It's different. Like, I loved every second of it. Oh, it's great. Absolutely. I and it's a good song too. It's not like it was like right. like I don't know. Like could have been could have been a lot worse. <laughs> oh yeah yeah i could have um fucking the jericho appreciation society um if you haven't anybody listening to this after obviously listen to this podcast all the way through first get us those views but highly recommend listening to talk is jericho with the jericho appreciation society because it is just pure utter gold and it's hilarious but they give you an inside look of behind the scenes of like everything and how like they came about everything but the best part is either daddy magic matt menard talking about all the names that he wanted to call himself one one of them was summertime matt menard which i thought was freaking great um they run through like all these names they were going through and then daniel garcia they get to him and he's like a lot of people don't know He's like, but on my indie scene, they think I'm just a great wrestler. He's like, I got really over in the indies because of how funny I was on the indies, not because of how good of a wrestler I was. And I can do a really good Triple H impression. <laughs> so he's like, my favorite, he's like, my favorite impression of giving uh, Triple H impression was when he was on Tough Enough and he's like, your balls are hanging out of your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was one, I just, I remember this so perfectly when I was a kid because I always remembered. I remembered this. It stuck with me when I was a kid. It's when I like was totally sold on Triple H at the time. And then when, as I grew up and got older, I just realized, oh, man, Triple H is just trying to sit, look like a hard ass on TV. It was like, he's punching him, punching me, punching him. He's like, you sell that like that again, I'll tag you in the ring for real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he said that. He's like, I used to pop all the boys in training. <laughs> he's That's like, amazing. The reason why he wears that backwards uh, hat, he's like the Kangle, yeah, yeah, the Kangle hat. He was talking to Jericho. He's like, "What should I wear out to the ring?" And he's like, "Head." Jericho was like, "Man, you popped me so hard." And we're like, "Remember what that hat Triple H used to wear in 1998?" <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I didn't put that together. That's amazing. Right. That's how they came up with it. That's so great. And he's so Daniel Garcia is like, it's become a part of him. He's like, I wear it out now. He's like, <laughs> it's a menace. <laughs> it's a menace. That's amazing. But uh, what a match. I mean, what a yeah. fight. What a brawl. Eddie Kingston looking like a straight up Grand Theft Auto character, the horror character. I mean, yeah. Dude is just money. 
Yeah. Would you put the Would he, you put the title on him? See, here's yeah, yes, <laughs> but then but the, but then the questions win, right? It, because I think I think he, you know, even even like a one month reign, right? You don't have to have a, a long. Eddie does the Roman Reigns three years uh, title. Like, right. I don't think you need that, but but I, yeah, I'd give him a month. But when do you do it? I think the opportunity to do it is between now and all out where punk can get it back before mm-hmm. that. But there's also not a lot of time to be able to do that. Right. You kind of like, to me, that's when I said this to you, like he's like, they're fully he's to me, yeah. Eddie Kingston's their Mick Foley where yeah. Foley didn't have long title reigns at, at all. No, but they're, re- but they're memorable title reigns just for the crowd oh, yeah. reactions and shit. And memorable wins. Mm-hmm. specifically like yeah absolutely and i'm almost to the point where maybe if we were to, we circle back to mjf for a second you go create a faction eddie i feel like would be like your main guy in that faction with mjf like sticking up for like yeah for everything that he believes in and all this shit like i feel like it would just be perfect that's just yeah no i love that i think that that makes a lot of sense i think you can even keep if you wanted to you don't have to do this you can keep santana ortiz in that too because i think they would have the same argument yeah definitely 100 percent um see how did this match end oh yeah with danielson getting choked out which i was actually surprised danielson by the way looked like a fucking badass in this match holy shit Someone said, I've never been attracted to Brian Danielson, but, <laughs> and I said, yep. <laughs> was it me? Did I say that? I, mean, I said that Because I said that to Katie. I was like, I've never been attracted to Brian Danielson before, but my God, he yeah. is looking like a badass motherfucker right now. <laughs> yeah, even just as soon as he first showed up, I was like, that's new. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, Danielson rock that look every week because that's yeah, a man. badass look yeah. like goddamn that just became my number one man crush now right like that yeah. sorry you're brad not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong um Ugh. next <laughs> we had the three-way tag team match for the aw world tag team championships in my opinion this was my favorite match of the night uh jurassic express surprisingly retaining the tag titles against team taz and swerve in your swerve in his glory um wow i was thinking like anarchy in the arena is going to be the the match before the main event because you're going to have a cool down yeah i forgot this is AEW. there is no cool down (laughs) like there no matches a cool down yeah um this was again just utilizing three teams and just making it feel fresh again and Swerve and I was pulling for Team Taz so bad, but when Jurassic Express won, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" But I love it. <laughs> like I love it. Yeah, that's where AEW is great. Keeps you guessing. Absolutely keeps you guessing. You know, we talked about the lukewarm rain that they had at the beginning of their reign, but it really has picked up in the last few months, and it, it, they've had some amazing matches, which has obviously helped with that. But I, I definitely didn't see them winning this um, and uh, very surprised, which then further surprised that Christian did not turn also mm-hmm. um, like it. They really 
they really swerved me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now, so who do you think is going to take the titles off of Dress Express? Because after Dynamite, kind of seem like maybe the bucks are the ones that are going to do it again well we talked about the bucks uh i think both of us thought maybe they'd have some momentum after beating the hardys but we both talked about the bucks you know being potentially finally jumping back into the title scene and i think you're right that that feels like that feels like the the direction that makes the most sense i could also see them going with magic matt um and cool hand Ange at some point just to Mm -hmm. spice that up a little bit then maybe that they can turn it over to Stan Ortiz finally and give yeah. them their their gold finally, their long overdue right. titles yes. in AEW. Yes. But then at the end of the match on Dynamite, the amazing fucking 10 man tag match. I mean, just again, yeah, yep. just a crazy match. Um, at the end of that match. Yeah, Christian kind of saying like, fuck you to Matt Hardy. It's like, okay, his heel turn's coming. We just don't know when. But then mm-hmm. that kind of made me think like, oh, are the Hardys going to be the ones to take the titles off Jurassic Express? Is that kind of planting the seeds a little bit for that? This is what's so great about AEW. There's so many different ways this can go now. Now you plant the seeds for Team Taz to like get it back because were they the ones that, because they didn't get pinned. Swerve got pinned, yep. right? Yep, yep. So you could have Team Taz coming in and being like we want our match back swerve in your glory possibly could come back and because they want it the hardys now because they're pissed at christian or the young bucks because they're the fucking young bucks and they can do whatever the fuck they want and they just pinned the tag team champions on dynamite right so many different outlets you can go in this and that's why AEW's fantastic in my opinion yeah, the branching pieces of every story and that you can go several different directions and there's a lot mm-hmm. of uh, different options and that they treat obviously rankings and, and contending, you know, seriously. Um, they're, they're, they can be lax sometimes, but most of the time they're they're right. generally pretty, pretty on it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, it just adds to that and they, the, they're really experts at it. How about uh, Ricky Starks landing on his fucking neck again? Yeah, he's, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe he'll just turn into Coda, right? Maybe he'll turn into I mean, Ibushi and then you don't even have to worry about it. But oh my God. Yeah. When yeah. he landed like that again, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I actually was just like, that's the exact same way you landed in your match against Hangman. The exact yeah. same way. Like, God yeah. damn it, Ricky. Yeah. I didn't like um, it. He seemed to be okay. I haven't heard anything yet, but uh, yeah, very, very concerning him and brody king had just oh, horrific <laughs> looking things i i just hit your just smacking your head right on the friggin' apron Ugh. yeah oh shit all right jesus christ and finally main event cm punk defeats hangman adam page to become the new aew world champion and when cm punk won i yelled like the blues won the stanley cup again love it so happy uh what are your thoughts in this match first i just want to say like i think we have these uh both like storyline and then like twitter's folks who are like oh you know punk comes in you immediately give him the belt and like blah 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 it's like you'll watch the show right he fucking earned it and he literally started from the bottom and just worked his way up Mm -hmm. to 
being a contender and punk looks good buckshots notwithstanding um he looks good he looks uh he looks pretty crisp and obviously it meant a lot to him and i i thought it was an amazing moment i thought it was a really really solid match um not my favorite of either of their matches but it was a really solid match it was really fun and 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 really intense and they told a great story yeah i exactly my thoughts exactly it wasn't my favorite match by either of them but i thought the last like five to ten minutes of their match i thought was very good and it told a great story Punk should never try the buckshot lariat ever again. Um, he said he said he won't. So <laughs> thank God. Um, yeah. But on Dynamite, when he went for the springboard clothesline and fucked up, how mad he was! Just like, oh fuck, here we go. Punk's getting mad. Watch out, everybody! And then Colton fucked up his spot, which made Punk look even dumber. And I was like, oh no! Like Punk's gonna get pissed. And then I thought it was so great that Punk looks right at the hard cam. I was like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> He straight up gymed from the office uh, there, which right? was uh, which was a really nice touch. Yeah, he um, which so the first the first uh, attempt to jump on the ropes was when he did the the kind of backward splash that he does, mm-hmm. and it was perfect. And so I was like, oh, he doesn't have the yips. We're good. Like, and then yeah, our springboard <laughs> fails miserably. <laughs> Fucking FTR coming out then after the show. I wish they yeah, that yeah. was on the show. Me too. And the shirts that they had, I want one. I want one right? of those shirts so bad. Yeah. FTR, Punk, and Hitman. Hell yeah. And then yeah, what I thought was awesome. great on Dynamite is that they're facing the gun club, and the gun club always wears the Shawn Michaels pants. They always wear the, the tights. That is WrestleMania 8 Shawn Michaels right there. And yep, I never, yep. I don't know why I never realized that fucking Austin Gunn always wears that exact outfit to the ring every time. He has the glasses, the gloves, and the vest. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I Yeah, I, I didn't put that together either. That, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Then we got the Hitman. We got the Hitman versus the Heartbreakers on yeah. Dynamite. But um, yeah, Dynamite was great. We, had, we got the new stage, which I'm really hoping that they keep. I hope it's not just a Let's one-off for the California yep. show because I really liked that stage setup and I like that they had the graphics of the arena like at the bottom. Yes. I hope that's like yes. a continuous thing. And I hope that oh. they like. Do you remember like when they when AEW first started? They used to do like the graphics of like they would have like the city colors like in the background yep. with like, the city. Yep. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping they go back to that because I really liked when they did that. It was unique. Yeah, it was really awesome. And I think, yeah, they could easily do that with the stage that they have. And it, mm-hmm. it looked really sleek and really like um it I yeah, just really well done. I mean, it didn't, it mm-hmm. didn't look uh it didn't look over the top, you know. Right. Like I feel like, you know, I, I got these flashbacks to like Thunderdome Raw, um, where I'm like, <laughs> it's just so much, right? It's right? just like yeah, uh, and it really makes you see like what the big like the set is even without that. Like it's just it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't think this was like, yeah, I, I, I thought that this was really well done. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And I think that stage is great too, because then you can put people behind this. You can put fans behind the stage yeah. if you really want to. That's true. Which, which I really like. And I think that's cool. Um, just dynamite. It just felt like a brand new season of AEW. I feel like this is a fresh start. Um you had Punk coming out and then Hiroshi Tanahashi challenging Punk for that. Apparently, they're doing it's for the title. 
Yeah. Um, which I thought we were maybe going to do like a Survivor Series type thing where it's champion versus champion, but we're not doing that. Actually, really happy we're not doing that. Yeah. Um, because the other match they're talking about for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship is Kazucha Kata defending against Hangman Adam Page. Oh. Which yeah. I'm all for. Yeah, give me all the lariats. <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> Makes so much sense. I love it. Yeah. But my question to you, does Kenny Omega return at Forbidden Door? And also, does Kota Ibushi return at Forbidden Door? Mm. Kota seems more far-fetched to me, uh, as, as much as I hate to say that. I, I think you get Kenny. I don't think Kenny wrestles at Forbidden Door. I don't think he'll be ready for that. Mm-hmm. But I think you get him returning. And even if it takes him a, even longer to return to the ring, I think you start getting, he, he's back in stories and ready to go. You probably have him set up Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, finally. Yeah, yeah. Finally have them wrestle each other because they hadn't wrestled each other when Kenny fired him from Bullet Club, have they? Right, nope. Um. So you finally get that. Um, what do you do with MJF in this position? Well, you could do MJF <laughs> and Coda uh, because they're both <laughs> don't want to be, be so their companies. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what you do. They make a trade. Particularly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's really interesting. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you get to a place there right now. Yeah, nothing makes sense to me other than if you do the the meta with Coda, but yeah. Right. <laughs> and then obviously we're gonna have FTR versus the IWGP tag champs, which I don't even know who they are right now. Um, it's um Jeff Cobb and Great Oak. Oh, it is them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think that I think that's I thought that's what they said. I thought that's what FTR said in the promo. By the way, you were a thousand percent correct. His Twitter game right now is hysterical. Living the life, living his best life life in in Vegas. Oh my God. Those were, those (laughs) tweets were fucking great. It's fantastic, man. Um, If you could book, since we're kind of towards the end of the show here. um, Did I miss anything? Oh my God. My God. Before I ask you this question, let's cover our bases on dynamite. There's one thing we haven't talked about yet. You can finally take it off your one, two, three finish. And Thomas, go ahead, take it from here. Miro's back, baby. <laughs> oh my God. How great was it to see Miro? I, I was not expecting Miro. Like when they when they had the little like uh the, the very beginning of like who the hell's Johnny's uh uh opponent. And then oh, it just pans to uh, the glorious man chest of Miro. And yeah, ah, so happy. And I had and a feeling. Damn, he looks good, man. <laughs> uh, both like looks, looks good, like he looks fantastic, but like crisp in the ring, ready mm-hmm. to go, motivated. Uh, he's going to kill God, which is going to be. <laughs> look, listen, I know they've signed a lot of WWE superstars, but if they can get God away from wwe and and get him signed to an AEW contract and we get that match i'm all for it let's see who's born again christian and AEW? anybody sting 
Oh yeah, Sting. There you go. <laughs> so I was gonna say he ain't leaving Michaels aside. So that's gonna be a tough one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, Miro looks fucking great in that promo he gets. Like all my punks, my bastards. Like saying like all these different people from AEW, and it's just like, oh man, he's going to run rampant this year. And I think this is the beginning of Miro. Maybe you put the strap on Miro at all out. It just goes right back to what we were just talking about. There's so mm-hmm. many options and so many ways that you can go. And even if you delay some of that, it's like you always have it in your back pocket. It's yep. They're masters at it. They really are. They're fantastic. Um, man, I mean, Dynamite, just a fucking home run show. Uh, just that's how you do a freaking show after a pay-per-view. And then now you get Jericho and Ortiz hair versus hair in St. Louis at road rager, which we're getting a road rager, I guess road rager. All right. I mean, I'll take it, but Tony Khan, that does not make up for taking full gear away from us. Still. owe full gear. Fuck. Fuck Tony Khan. You owe me full gear and all out right in a row. Give me both of them. I'll, I'll go broke. I don't care the the one time aew came to colorado was two weeks before lockdown and i was in nashville oh no yeah hey, at least you're Tell not me. at least you weren't living in rochester new york that yeah. that has to be the worst that has to be the worst like what if ever i know i just yeah like can't they just do the lockdown just a week later just one week later that's yes that's still that's still like uh just a gut punch every time i think about it no absolutely absolutely so we basically covered all the bases here if you could pick and if you could book a AEW versus new japan if you can make three matches, does that have to be for any, let's not put in any titles or any stipulations, just three matches that you would book for the show, the three main matches, what would they be? Besides what we already know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can even take wrestlers from those matches and put them in matches that you wish you could see. Sure. Um, I do... There is part of me that wished that it was Okada versus Punk. Um, Okada Hangman is going to be amazing. Tanahashi Punk is going to be amazing. Tanahashi Punk makes more sense um, Mm. for sure. But uh, there's part of me that wished we were getting um, Punk and Okada. Uh, I would, I would put, I'm trying to think of who I'd put him with. I want to see, uh, I think I'm saying it right, Takashita, um, which who they've, been, they've had on for uh, uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, uh, he's amazing, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I've really taken to him. And I would love to see him against like Pac or Malachi Black. Oh. Um, I, I just think that would be a really fun match. Um, let's see. Oh, boy. I, I mean, you, I feel like you got to throw the Young Bucks in there. And but I, I don't know who you put against them at this point. Right. Uh, Finley, like, I don't know. 
<laughs> that doesn't feel that doesn't feel strong enough. Finley and Owens, like uh, I don't know. I don't know what you do. Uh for me, I would go. I would go, you know what? I go CM Punk and Kenta. Yeah, yeah, that's a good since, one too. Since Punk said he's never fucking wrestling him. <laughs> you know he's just fucking with him. Like, yeah, love it. Uh, I would go Danielson Okada. Mm-hmm. Just because I mean they would just tear the house down. And for my third match, hmm, I would go Kenny Omega Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if we if we can get them back for for that, absolutely, I, I'm all in, as they say. Right. Or I mean, fuck it, give me Iron Man match, Kenny Omega, uh, Okada again. I don't care. I would I could watch yeah. them wrestle a hundred more times. Absolutely. Especially just put it to the American audience and actually, so you know, there's so many people out there that still have never seen those matches. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. those are the greatest wrestling matches probably of all time. Yep. Yeah, I watched it in my office uh, the like the next day or like, yeah, um, I was able to, to you know, find the, the full player of it. And mm-hmm. yeah, man, I literally was in my office 7 a.m. just watching that match. Uh, that first one. Nope. Yeah, poetry. The second one. I remember I was out very late. And I remember probably with somebody and i remember being like i have to leave (laughs) (laughs) she's like why i'm like i gotta go i got something going on she's like it's five o'clock in the morning i go i gotta go (laughs) literally made it home right for the bell like the bell rang and it was was when cody came down with the towel like the white towel and Uh uh-huh throw it i was just like i'm so happy (laughs) i'm so happy i came home That's fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. That. She was so upset. Why are you leaving? It's five in the morning. I gotta <laughs> go. And that, but staying awake for that match because it was an hour match. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I didn't think that the second one was going to be longer than the first one, obviously. Right. Yeah. And I was just remember just being like, oh my God, this is going to end in the fucking time. And right when they ended in a time, like, thank God. I just went, went to sleep. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, awesome. Wow. AEW man, they're hitting their stride again, and then some. I mean, that we thought they were before. This feels this feels different. This feels yeah. like they are. I don't even know. Like, I can't even put in the words. Like, we are. This feels like an attitude era. This feels like, like we're yeah, on the verge. I, yeah, I was trying to say like because I it wasn't like going from new generation to attitude era, but right. it was it was like going from like ruthless aggression era to attitude era. Like yeah, yeah, that that's that's the way I would put it. And mm-hmm. yeah, like I think we're we're here. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's definitely it's it's happening. It's in your face. It's violent. It's just it's fantastic. It's just story. It's pro wrestling. This is storytelling. Like I've yep. I said this before on the show plenty of times. WWE, WCW, NWO, Stone Cold DX, they changed the game of professional wrestling. And you cannot go backwards after that. You have to, the fans don't want anything else besides yep. shit like that. And WWE yep. is trying so hard to go back to that 80s cartoon style and it's just not working. And yep. AEW sees that and they are excelling. Run away with it. Yep. 
Love it. Absolutely. All right. Let's hit him with a one, two, three finish. And let's get on out of here. If you want to start. <laughs> so he's all going to be Miro, Miro, Miro. Number one is Miro. And <laughs> <laughs> probably the final time because uh, he's back. Yes. Finally. Finally. Back. Ugh. Uh, number two, happy pride, everybody. Uh, have a nice, safe pride month. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Love it. Um, yeah. Number three, let's go abs, baby. I was on a high and I just got sad. Um, <laughs> uh, my number one, I will also say, welcome back, Miro. You've been missed and you look fucking great. And I hope your TV show sucks so you never leave wrestling again. Um, <laughs> number two, um, man, MJF. Just every time, every time you look back at wrestling history, there's always like one promo that put that company to like the stratosphere, and it just put that company into the next level. You had Austin with Austin three sixteen. You had. Hulk Hogan, I mean, turning, becoming heel at the NWO. The other one, I think you could say, is CM Punk and his pipe bomb. And MJF, I mean, this is speaking so many volumes to all of those moments that this will be a moment that we remember forever. Like, this is, we just saw wrestling history. And that's my number two. But my number one, Summer of Punk, CM Punk. World champion once again in 2022. If you would have told me a year ago this time that CM Punk was going to be AEW champion next year, I would have said you're an idiot. But oh my God, I cannot believe it's happened. Like CM Punk is AEW world champion. That's great. I mean, honestly, as, as much as I love Hangman, this is what AEW needs. They need CM. They need somebody like Punk as their champion while you have MJF cutting that promo and that just to me it's brilliant it's absolutely yep. brilliant and it's absolutely what you need for wrestling and i forgot to mention this fucking mgf bitching about wwe guys and the very next match was nothing but x wwe guys yep. that is tony yep. khan is a fucking genius yeah a genius. that was that was absolute perfection i absolutely yes, love that that was that was really amazing and uh you're right like there there's these three maybe four moments where everything changes and mm -hmm. this is is added to that mount rushmore yep 100 percent. i i know it's only a day after it happened but i'm gonna go out on a limb and say this is gonna be on all of our mount rushmores by the end of the story like yeah this guy, and they, this they've earned my trust on that you know yep. what i mean like they've yep. earned their trust with the way they, they tell stories so yep. yeah 100 percent. 100 percent you fucking mark god this is so <laughs> great well anyway you can follow us on all social media platforms at offended pod you can follow uh what's your bliss on all social media platforms at your bliss pod nice and you can make sure to go check out anything but credible and make sure to go check out www.anythingbutcredible.com for all your network needs including the what's your bliss podcast the offended podcast the wrestling wrap-up the STL Pot Dispatch, which will have a new episode dropping next week. Uh, yeah. 
Anything But Credible Podcast, Going Off Topic Podcast, Movie Emergence, Spacing Out Podcast, all at anythingbutcredible.com. Subscribe, follow, give us all a five-star rating. You can find all those podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and follow. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Trick1042. Thomas, follow you at... At Thomas underscore Ragland. Nice. And fuck you, Jim Stout. I want my belt back. I concur, but I was nowhere close to the belt. <laughs> and shout out to the Thorax. Thank you yeah. for the new theme song. This is their shirt. Fucking banger. It's very Love soft. It. Feels great on my beard. Anyway. <laughs> what a show. We're in for hell of a summer of punk and i just have to imagine thomas i feel like we're gonna be rocking out pretty many wrestling wrap-ups in the summer with everything that's going on right now i think you're 100 percent right and, we, and we're not even talking about like some of the some of the big things that could happen over in wwe we could be getting a cody run oh man it's uh yeah we're we're, we're entering a boom as you said earlier yeah i really do i really believe that we are we're right there but anyway Thomas, thank you as always. And thank you. For Thomas, I'm Tricky. This has been the Wrestling Wrap Up presented by the Anything But Credible Network, What's Your Voice Podcast, and the Offended Podcast. We will see you guys very soon. Peace. Peace.